welcome back this week. Another great topic, especially since the holidays are nearing and you might be thinking about um, it's time to buy a dog or get a dog or, you know, whatever it may be. So we're talking about choosing the perfect dog of your, for your family and how to go about doing that. Um, getting a dog and choosing a dog, getting, well, a dog in general is a major responsibility. And so a lot of times we may buy dogs because of cuteness on impulse and stuff like that. But there's a few things that we could think about before we get the dog that, you know, will help us choose a dog that's best for our family. So when you went to get Archie, did you do some things before? How did you know Archie was the breed of dog you wanted? Like, what was your thought process when you started to go into like, thinking about, huh, what should we get? We did a lot of research. So initially we wanted a chocolate lab. And so I did research on the chocolate labs. And then I think by some stroke of like luck by coming across something on social or whatnot, we discovered mm -hmm. the doodles, really fell in love with them. Researched mm -hmm. temperament of both dogs and knew that we wanted to start a family soon. Yep. The doodles in general, really great temperament, especially with kids, uh, really yes. friendly, really bouncy. And so mm -hmm. there was nothing wrong with the chocolate lab. Wonderful dog, beautiful dog. Yep. So the sheep doodles, we just kind of just fell in love with them and then we started to do our research on breeder um and then we narrowed that down and found yeah. one that was very reputable really good background yeah. as far as what they used to do before they bred and then they were very transparent they had a facebook group they had their their website was really up to par yeah uh, you could see the puppies litters coming through you could see their oh nice really easily yeah. like they were posting videos all the time and there's a wait list and there's a like i think a a wait list and a solid deposit that you put down. Oh and yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. A, a lot of, but that's, you know, I don't, if there's a strong wait list and there's a solid deposit and that means that <laughs> mm -hmm. people are willing to pay for that breeder. Exactly. Uh, you know, those are all what you might be. If you can't be really, you can't be really risk or you can't, we will talk about payment, but you, you have to be like willing to spend mm -hmm. because that's going to be your life with your dog too. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, just all those things. So we look for all those green flags. And then, mm -hmm. um, just long story short, when in, you can't actually pick your puppy there. They will, you narrow it down. Do you go visit at the four week mark? And then you tell the breeder your top two or three out of the litter type of thing. Yeah. And then they do personality tests with them. I love that. And then they pair yep. it up. You tell them what your situation is. So we told them exactly two professionals. Oh, I love it. And they're yep. hoping to start a family a couple uh, years at that time. And, uh, here's what we're looking for. First time dog owner mm -hmm. puppy stage and so uh they just did the, the test and then they're like this is your puppy and then we went out the eight week mark mm -hmm. uh, archie in person yeah. we'd already met him we knew who he was and um mm -hmm. i will say definitely if you can meet them before you uh choose that's them, ideal you, it's nice because like we when we saw the litter we had one mm -hmm. dog in mind and then when we left that four-week meetup Exactly. Which into Archie actually being the one that we had hoped for. So it all worked yep. out. So yeah. Exactly. And and so one of the common themes I hear Scott saying is he did his research, research the breeder, research the dog, research his family's needs as it pertains to dogs. So there's gonna be a lot amount of research that you're gonna wanna do. Um, before you even think about getting a dog and it sounds like Scott, you did a lot of it. I mean, and myself as a trainer, um, I talked about like, so rule number one, let's just go to the first one. So you don't want to adopt or buy on impulse. So what that means is when you're scrolling through the internet or see a cute dog, you don't want to be like, oh my gosh, I want that dog because it's cute. Um, there's so many different considerations um, that you want to take into um 
there's so many things you want to take into consideration when getting a dog. And so the first one being is cost. I think that's the first and foremost, because these dogs are going to need things. And so what I tell my clients and people who call me, you know, you know, wanting to get a dog is, you know, think about the cost. Like, dogs, things happen. The first year they have all the shots, all the vaccines and stuff. So that stuff adds up. Are you going to get health insurance? So you want to think of your family's financial um, stance, where they are financially in which you can um, afford to um, pay for a dog if they get sick. And you want to take that into consideration first and foremost, like as to whether a dog is even the right thing to get at this time in your life. Not saying you can't get it um, in the future, but maybe right now is not the time. So try to avoid buying on impulse um, and just taking your time and doing the research. And essentially, I'm trying to think when I got Francesca. So just Francesca, look at me, you smile like a proud mom. So when I got Francesca, I did do my research, but ideally I do train a lot of French bulldogs and I love their temperament. I love their personality. I do know a, a lot about them. And so I knew that the dog would be ideal for my family. Um, so even as a trainer, we still have to go through the same process. We're still human. Um, but it goes back to your like experience with dogs too, right? So, yep. I mean, there's that factor. And then what, oh, what is true. Yes. should people consider when they're thinking about what type of dog to get, like experience with dogs and what other what, uh, things would you say they should lean into or look at? Yeah. So. You know? Yeah, we'll go through that. But so definitely your experiences with your dog. Like if you, you know, had German Shepherds all your life, then you may want to get a German Shepherd. Or if you're, you know, first time dog owner, like Scott said, then you may want to breed that's more lax. But if you had dogs in the past, then, you know, you may want to go with that breed. But one thing I do here when I get to clients home is like, you know, I had several, for instance, French Bulldogs in the past. None of them was like this. Dogs are no different than people. They all have their different personalities. You can't expect for the dog that you're going to get to be similar to the dog you had in the past or to replace a dog that may have passed. Every dog is different. So just keep that in mind. Um, but of course, if you had a dog in, in, in you know, prior years or as a child, then you would have that experience with like raising dogs and stuff like that. But another thing to keep in mind too, because I do hear a lot about that. Um, I had a dog when I was five, but not as an adult. That's very different because your parents are taking care of that responsibility. So keep that in mind as well. Right. All right. And so another thing, like Scott was saying, and I truly agree with, make sure, um, start with the right breed or the right mixer breed, making sure it's the right and puppy for your environment, family and lifestyle. And of course, you take it into um, experience with dogs. And so when it comes down to environment, that's like a, the biggest one too. another big factor, because um, a lot of times, you know, say you get a husky, huskies need a tremendous amount of exercise, but if you have them in an apartment, that's not going to work out. Not saying it's not going to work out, but you have to make sure you know the breed you know what they require. So if you know that Huskies require a lot of exercise and you do have an apartment, just know that you may have to sign them up for doggy daycare, may have to hire a dog marker, walker to meet your dog's needs. So I'm not saying that you can't have the dog that you want, just make sure you meet that dog's breed uh, requirements uh, when it comes down to the environment. So um, for instance, if you have an apartment, you may want to get a smaller dog breed just so it's not taking up a much space. Um, if you have a big yard, you can get a larger dog breed or a dog that likes to exercise a lot because you have that space in. But yeah. again, I'm not saying you can't have that dog just taken, you know, consideration of the exercise yeah, or the like, pride. Like working if you are going to get like that dog that needs more exercise or let's say a bigger dog in a smaller space, you have to be willing to go out 
four or five times a day for walks. Exactly. All. Right. You have to yep. weigh it out, yep. like you're saying. Yeah. And be realistic about it too. You know, I always, when I sit down with my clients and do like the training plans and stuff, and we're trying to figure out what each family member can do, or we'll talk about that next one, just the environment. We'll talk about that next, but yeah, let's, let's go to the next one. So let's I talk about, you know, we've been talking about it. So before you get a dog, you want to make sure each and every family member is on the same page as to getting a dog and kind of figure out what everyone is about, is going to do um, far as helping out with the dog. And with that being said, when you get a dog, everyone's all excited and stuff. Oh, I'll do this, do that, do that. But the reality is when the dog gets into the home and that excitement periods wear off, some family members may not be into tune as to training a dog or taking a dog out. So parents, take this into consideration because I've seen it so much. When I go out to my clients' homes, you know your children, you know your husband, you know your wife, or whoever's like leading up calling the dog trainer. You know that if your kid doesn't, you know, it's not like a you know person that does you know, exercise a lot or go on walks a lot, you wouldn't assign them to do the walks for the dog. But if you're telling me, oh, my kid loves playing with my dog, then assign your kid to do some play with your dog. So you want to try assigning your family members things that you know they will do opposed to things that you want them to do. And also just making sure everyone's on the same page. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, um, take your lifestyle into consideration too. Um, do you have a lot of free time? Um, does your dog, like Scott said, require a lot of exercise? Are you working from home where you can take your dog out a lot? Are you working 12 hours shifts when you can't take your dog out? So that's a big one too, because a lot of times you'll get, you know, you'll get in a situation where your work, you know, uh, you know, I have several clients who are like, oh my gosh, I got this dog and I was supposed to be working from home, but now my boss wants me to come in four times a week. What do you do then? You know, you didn't plan for it, but all of a sudden now you have to make sure your dog's okay with being home alone. You have to, you know, get a pet sitter to hire doggy daycare. So you want to take, I always tell people, take, um, if you're going to get a dog, take the next year or two in consideration for taking about what's going to change in your family's life and your work life balance and take that in consideration when you get in a dog. And we already talked about experience that I have here on my list. You know, what experience do you have with dogs and taking that in consideration? What can you handle? Um, and then evaluating costs. So if you're getting a dog from a breeder, of course, it's going to be a little bit more pricier than going to a rescue shelter, which can range from three to $500, maybe more. A breeder can range anywhere from I've seen clients saying $1,000 to like $10,000. It just really varies on, you know, what you're looking for. Um, and like Scott said, when you go to a breeder, you know, you get them as a puppy. Most breeders will breed for like, you know, either temperament, you know, they rule out any medical issues. So there really is a good foundation there. And of course, that's where all the costs come in at, but at least you know what you're getting and use it a breeders will support you moving forward. Not saying the shelters won't. If you get in a shelter, you just don't know what you're getting. Not saying it's wrong, but it's a little bit cheaper. So just think again, think about your family's costs, think about what you can afford. And I will also encourage you to think about like, oh my gosh, I really want one dog and I'm just going to, again, the impulse buying, don't just yeah. buy a dog on impulse. Say you want a dog that costs like $5,000. Don't just go for the cheaper dog because that's what's cute at the time and what's available. Save up and wait for something you want because you want you to love the dog, the dog to love the home it's edge and be able to, um, you know, have a good life moving forward. Yeah. So essentially, um, again, making sure the time's right, 
also visiting the shelters too. You don't have to buy on impulse, just visiting the shelters. If you have friends that have dogs, spending more time with them and being intentional about it, talking to your friends and family, seeing what, you know, um, how their dog breed is, you know, just researching, learning, visiting, talking to people, talking to friends, and always talking to your trainer too. We're not just there to train your dog. I've had several people calling like, hey, I'm thinking about getting a dog, you know, trying to figure this out. What should I do? So you can call a trainer like myself or, you know, reach out and schedule a time. And then we can discuss, you know, those different things that come into play. Be like, oh my God, she gave me all these tips, but I'm still not sure. I can help you with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, this is essentially how you can go about choosing the right dog for your family. And I hope you guys gained some good insight as to how to start that and go about it. Um, before we hop off, Scott, do you have anything to yeah, piggyback I mean, off of? Everything we're telling you now, uh, the dog is not for your puppy's not just for one year, more than likely you're going to spend a decade plus with them. So, yep. you know, you invest your time now with researching and everything to make sure it's the right decision. And like Pam said, if you really want the $5,000 dog, save up. It'll be yep. worth it in the long run because you got the dog you wanted, the temperament you yep. wanted, and you're invested. And now at that decade to 15 years, whatever it may be, yeah, enjoy it so much more. So, um, but mm -hmm. also, uh, if you're watching live, you have any comments or any questions about this, definitely mm -hmm. drop in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, definitely oh, yeah. great if you can you know, hit that follow button, subscribe, uh, review mm -hmm. any reviews you guys can throw us. And when if you're listening on the podcast, that'd be awesome. Awesome. And if you're yep. watching video can catch us on uh catch the whole catalog of lives on a podcast we're on shopify stitcher apple podcasts uh google as well yeah. and a lot of places so you just have to search out app there and you'll find the podcast in case you want to listen to them instead of having to always watch them and that sort of thing yeah uh, there for you and uh, a lot of times it's easier just to listen in on that sort of thing so yeah, yep. that's what we got for this week. Anything to wrap up? Yep. Nope. Other than that, you guys enjoy the week. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next week with another great topic. <laughs> Bye. Bye everyone.